Welcome to Geek Therapy. This is the last episode of the year, so we're going to wrap up with a whole bunch of content and a discussion towards the end about Wonder Woman. All right, Lara, this is our last episode of the year, our last recording. Yeah. Are you sad? Our, not not the last episode that we're going to do, like that we're, we're going to have on iTunes and stuff, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. There will be... This is our last recording. Of the year. You and me. <gasps> it's sad. It is sad. It is kind of sad. But you know what? I'm ready for this year to be over. <laughs> Lots of people <laughs> are ready for 2016 to be done. Um, and actually, you know, that that's a good point, um, or at least something I was thinking about, which is... Uh, like for next year, I I want to like I really believe that we can use all this geeky content to not just feel better, but like learn things and kind of identify with other people. And I'm going mm-hmm. to make an extra effort to really try to look for stuff and and flag it and actually add it to the library that deals with what <laughs> <laughs> that deals with the kind of stuff that that's going on. I mean. Who knows what the political climate is going to be like? We know that hate crimes are up. We know that white supremacy is a thing that comes up even like even relevant to to Rogue One. There was all this talk about white supremacist mm-hmm. groups and being against the movie. And, you know, like the landscape has changed and plenty of superheroes have fought Nazis. That's that's all I'm saying. They have. They have. Yeah, yeah. And so so things we've like got that. so much content to pull from. I'm glad. So much. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, and and kind of being on the lookout uh, of that kind of thing because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be useful. I think it's going to be really helpful to, like, seeing a real person say some horrible racist, um, just whatever, just bad bad stuff is really different than like it's harder to to control your emotions, I think, than if you see it in a fictional setting playing out and seeing how the two parties deal with it and being able to have a conversation around that, then mm-hmm. bring it into the real world. I think I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make an effort to kind of be be on the lookout for for way more of that. At least at the beginning of the year, especially at the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And there's a few things that I that I do want to uh, focus on next year. It's kind of a couple changes, maybe like small modifications. Um, I love this format that we have, kind of bringing up different content, and and I realize that sometimes we're not very specific. You know what? You we're know? vague. Yeah, super vague. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking like last week. I think everything we mentioned, we never mentioned an actual issue number or the series that it was. In. It was just like I've yeah. been reading this and I've been I've watched that. So. I I don't necessarily like I want to make an effort to be more specific in terms of mm-hmm. what the episode number is or what the title is or how to find a particular comic. But I'm actually I'm actually thinking of being less specific in the actual insight and and actual entry uh, material. Stay with me. Hmm. Like sometimes, like for example, I told you to check out a movie trailer for a movie called A Monster Calls, and right. To me, that story looks very much like what um, what is in I Kill Giants. There are mm-hmm. lots of similarities in just that one trailer to I Kill Giants. So I may not be able to watch that movie. I think it's going to be in a limited release starting on Friday. I checked, and here in New York, it's only going to be in two theaters. So hmm. it looks like a limited release, but it's it's something that I may not get around to watch, but it looks like there's stuff there. And right. and so kind of that idea, right? Like there's obviously something there. So if somebody – I kind of want to encourage – I want to encourage other people, I encourage listeners to to kind of – you know, if something like that is interesting to them, to, to you know, check it out and maybe report back because there's only so much that, that, that you and I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're so unreliable in general. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so unreliable. I'm here every week. Every week. Empty-handed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Number. I watch. I watch the movies on like opening night, and I brought you ghosts. Did I not? Oh, you watch the Star Wars movie that comes out once a year. Great, thank you. That's super helpful. Fantastic Beasts. I saw it twice, <laughs> not once but twice. Yeah, no. Hmm. I saw Moana and told you you needed to go watch it. You did, yeah. Ooh. And that's just in the last couple months. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> 
Okay. I take it back a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, no, it's been a good year for movies. It's been a good year for for just like this type of content. You know, it is it is mm-hmm. a little overwhelming, I think, at times. Uh, and you know, really, we're just mostly talking about new stuff. Even when we talk about a comic book that's come out six or six months or a year ago, that's still still pretty recent. It, pretty recent, yeah. yeah. Like that means that there's only maybe twelve comic books in that series. So you could you could read that in, in a couple hours, less if you're really fast, um, or more if you're like me and fall asleep after an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so. I'm definitely going to make make an effort to kind of just keep my eye out on things, right? Because there's only so much that that, that we can do. Like I said, um, one example of that, which I didn't add to my notes, which are pretty pretty um, filled up, is a it's a show I saw on Hulu. So I I was scrolling through and oh, what is um, Buffy's little sister, the the actress? Dawn. Yeah, Dawn. Oh, Buffy. Michelle Trachtenberg. Yes. Um, See, I bring that. Thank you. No, no, I need. I need that. <laughs> that I need. <laughs> it's always here every week. Um, so she has a show on Hulu, which I believe came out last year, and it's called Guidance. I've not heard about this one. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of it either. So um, Michelle Trachtenberg is a guidance counselor at a high school, and the TV That's show. That's scary. Yes. <laughs> and the the first episode, what happens is, uh, like, the first scene, you see every student in the school getting these very uh, provocative pictures of one of the students. And mm-hmm. it's just it being sent out to everybody. And she's not naked. I, I don't know where, where they showed this, so they probably, you know, couldn't even suggest that she was naked. But it was in compromising positions. She doesn't seem to be, like, all there. You can't tell if she's, you know, had taken something she was asleep uh not good so the show is about um michelle trachtenberg trying to help this student and she's talking to the different students in her office so it's kind of like hbo's in treatment it feels kind of like that definitely not as good nowhere near as good (laughs) like it it feels it feels um it doesn't feel super high quality but it does have a very serious tone like and and i felt actually identified a lot with her character because she seems to be a new guidance counselor. She's very young and and I remember those awkward times when you're talking to teenagers as a as a therapist at first when you're just suck. <laughs> um so it seemed pretty and good. You so, really want to help and you want it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they're just looking at you like what are what are why are you talking to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. I want to help. Come on. So so I only saw the first episode and and I don't know if I'll get to to the rest of it but it seemed like there's a lot of good stuff. So if if you work with with kids or or you or you are a guidance counselor at a school um or a school counselor any type of counselor at a school, I think that would be that'd be really interesting. It's also like her kind of it also shows shows how difficult it is for for people in schools um who are in that position cuz Sometimes are you a school psychologist or are you just a guidance counselor? And then right, you, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the students brings up, it's like, aren't aren't you supposed to just provide guidance like regarding where I'm going to college? You know. So she even seems like she's going a little beyond her her realm of expertise. But that task was put onto her by the school, and I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen so many times. Mm-hmm. It's very common. Anyway, so that's that. That was like an interesting um, show that maybe people can check out. Guidance. It's on Hulu. Michelle Trachtenberg. Are you caught up on uh, Once Upon a Time? I am not. I haven't even. Oh, I haven't even touched. I just season. thought when I, when you said I come empty-handed all the time, I thought about what I've been watching, and I watched like four or five episodes of Once Upon a Time, trying to catch up this week. Um, and there's. I don't want to like spoil a whole lot, but there's a thread right now um, where Emma has been going to therapy with uh, with Doctor Hopper, oh, with Jiminy Cricket, oh, um, and she's dealing with issues of facing mortality and her future and her destiny and who she is, and um, she comes in and she's just like. 
let's do this. Let's get it over with. Uh, <laughs> fix me. Um, fix the pro- like she was attacking this emotional issue like it was any other problem on the show that she um, that she has like taking a head on with a sword that kind of thing with a sword (laughs) or magic or like puzzling out the the thing like finding some magic spell or potion that's gonna fix it or you know just fighting a bad guy like this emotional issue she's having is like a bad guy um and dr hopper has to tell her you know that's not really it's not really how this works <laughs> is he um, is he any good because in the past jiminy cricket has not been he's he's been okay yeah. at uh <laughs> um he's but be- he's better than a lot of other um mental health rep oh hashtag mental health rep oh remember that yes i um, used it the other day i'm the only one who uses you did. it <laughs> you're the only one that i'm uses keeping track it, of it yeah. i'm the only one who uses it yeah um but he is he's better than other stuff i've seen but he could be a lot better i mean he lets her run into a therapy session he's having with someone else and interrupt it and that's not really great um, and sometimes I think he oversteps a little bit, um, like in advice giving kind of ways and not letting, but she kind of forces him to, I, so I don't know, but it is, it's good to see that there and see her struggle with that and realize that not all problems have this like direct solution. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the way therapy works. It's not really necessarily you go in, you're gonna fix it right away. It takes time. So Again, I'm I'm super behind and so I don't mind if you spoil it at the at this point. But I know that Regina has split. Are you there? Yes. Right? I told you I told you that a long time ago and that was an entry I made way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I know that- Because that that to me was Regina's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And because she's split, I kind of, I'm like, I want the old Regina back. <laughs> <laughs> with both halves, I, not just. With yeah. both halves. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of a good. Um, Metaphor. I, I, yeah. I mean, you can't just take the bad from yourself and, and you can work on focusing those those negative things into a more positive way, but part of who you are is I mean part of who Regina is is you know the the edge and the the ability to fix problems by doing things that other people may not necessarily do um and now she's lost a little bit of that edge but it is fun to see the evil queen running around so <laughs> um okay. yeah and that's that would be season 6 season 6 yeah. I'm not sure episode numbers, but... But just um, kind of, there's an arc going on. There is an arc yeah. that has to deal... And it's the first half of uh, season six. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time has has always had a lot of good stuff. Especially because, like, everybody has two versions of themselves. And there's, like, do you have to be the version that you were originally? Are you this new thing? That, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff in, in Once Upon a Time. The the episode I just watched like was total emotional anguish for me. I was like, no. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. But uh yeah, they're dealing with a lot of good stuff. I think for a while it had kinda tapered off and once Regina started having to deal with facing um whether she was gonna be a good guy or a bad guy, a hero or a villain kind of thing. Um I think they really got into another upswing and it's, I like it. I like what they're doing with the show right now. Lots of relatable stuff. That's what we're all about here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to add once upon a time to a list of like you're on vacation. You ain't got nothing to do. There's a lot of good stuff on once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um, check out that trailer to a monster calls. See it. Let me know what you think. And 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 especially if you watch the movie, because I don't think I'm going to be able to watch the movie for a while, maybe till it comes out on video. And and I'd love to hear what what um, what anyone thinks of it. And yeah, I hadn't even heard of it till you told me and, about and it. They gave the trailer when I saw Rogue One. 
Yeah, That's what that I was that. not on my Rogue yeah. One. Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. And and one more thing uh, on that list of things I've just I haven't watched and do not know if it's any good, but is very intriguing, is that there's a new podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression. Hmm. Okay, and it's a I I believe it's an is it NPR? It's a it's a public no no it's a PRI. Um, so there's a public radio station. I don't remember which city is doing it, and they have a preview episode, and it is it is a show where the premise is we're going to talk about depression, but we're going to do it in a lighthearted way. We're not going to. You know, if if we're gonna make jokes, we're gonna make jokes. It's okay. We're not here to like tell a depressing story. And and it seemed again from the preview, it sounded pretty good because people were kind of joking about what it's like to tell people whether you have depression and what people think depression is, and and kind of the worst moments. And you're looking back on them. And I th- I think it's a great idea. So I'm that that sounds a lot like how people have been using humor with um web comics and things to. Yeah. Discuss anxiety and depression and, and serious topics like that. Um, yes, yes. Like the Finnish. Yeah. Um, the Finnish. What was it? Finnish shorts? Oh. Finnish stories? Something like that. Like the I, social anxiety. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that strip is hilarious. Um, oh. Okay, so so I'm adding that one to the list of that. Now, I do have some some actual content. Do you have anything for today? That was my, my Once Upon a Time. Your once Upon a Time is your one? Okay, okay. So I've got a, I've got a couple. Bear with me. Let me know what you think of this, okay? Okay. So uh, one of my favorites, Spider-Man. This is of course. the 2016 series, number four. This is the Miles Morales version. Now, this this issue is so good. Again, this is issue number four. So um, Miles has this best friend uh, called Denki. And <laughs> he uh, – Denki's really worried about, um, about Miles because – just like Ms. Marvel has been dealing with being an Avenger and being a teenager at school, Miles is going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So his friend, he has his best friend who he talks to about these things. So his best friend is super worried about him. It's telling him like, hey, man, you should probably, you know, do something about that. And he's like, no, 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 I'm okay. So then this guy who used to be an X-Men appears at the school and is like a new transfer student. And I forgot exactly what what his his name is, but he's a kid too, so he transfers. I want an X Men to show up at my school and be a new transfer student. <laughs> right. Not that I go to school anymore, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> and so the friend is just—he's so excited, like he is losing it. And Miles is like, "Why are you so excited? Like we've seen like like this is New York City. Like it's not uncommon to see somebody who is a superhero or been on a team." He's like, "No, you don't understand. This one guy." He's the one who represents me because I'm a big kid. I'm fat and he's fat and he's the only superhero that I know that is like overweight like me. Like it's about representation, man. (laughs) Oh, it's so meta right there. Yes. Oh, no, no. It is so good. And so um, but on top of that, um, so so he's like he's fanboying out, right, (laughs) because of this kid. So then – he he's asking Miles to to if he can help him go meet the guy and he like Miles is reluctant. He's like, just go just go say hi, right? But really what um part of what, what uh Denki's trying to do is help Miles have a friend who's also a superhero so he can talk to someone that he relates to. Mm-hmm. He's such a good friend. Okay. And then they get his wingman. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So so all this is happening in the same episode. And then they go into this discussion. Right. Where Miles is like, I don't get it. Like, like what's what's uh, what's the big deal um, about, you know, this guy? He's like, you don't get it. Like he's he's overweight like me, but you don't know how hard it is. And so Miles is like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? I don't know how hard it is. It's like you don't know how hard it is to be a fat Asian kid um, in, in, a, in like in a school. And he's like, are you serious? I'm half black, half Hispanic. So Denki's like, oh, yeah, really? This is New York City. You fit in just fine. I have it much worse than you do. So they actually have this discussion in the comic um, in the middle of the cafeteria. It is. I've seen people have this discussion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's incredible. It's it's incredible. Like to the point where I think. I think I'm going to buy a whole bunch of copies of <laughs> Spider-Man issue number four and give them And up. just hand them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, you may need this someday. <laughs> okay. 
Oh man, so so good, so so good. Yeah, once they ha- they they really got into it, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so I wrote that in my note: fat Asian versus black slash Hispanic in New York City. <laughs> What's harder? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so that's that's Spider Man, and then I have three episodes now. Three. What? Of the show Shameless. Now I'm I'm really loving this show. They've they've been talking about mental health since the very beginning of the show because the f- I would hope so since the premise is an alcoholic father, right? He, uh, yeah, so he's alcoholic. <laughs> the mom is bipolar, and oh. she's gone. And then throughout the show, one of the kids develops bipolar disorder. Um, and everybody's kind of it's kind of like how are people affected by your parents this way. And they also live in the south side of Chicago. They're very poor. There's seven kids in one house. It's there's a lot of stuff. And and the character who who um, has bipolar disorder, um, this is season six, episode eleven, right? And he he's applying for a job. He goes and he takes all these tests to be an EMT. And he passes the test. Like, he gets a perfect score. So then um, for the actual, like, there's this form that he has to fill out. And it asks if he's ever had any, if he's ever been, um, like, uh, you know, sent to a hospital for a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And he knows that if he says yes, he they won't hire him because that's, they're, they, they just won't do it. So his boyfriend tells him, like, lie, just lie. Like, who... Forget it. Like who, who knows how to deal with people with mental health issues better than someone who's like coping with a mental health issue really well? So and there are def- there is the argument for that. There definitely is the argument for that. Yeah, yeah. So he so he lies on his application, and you know it's it's a it's a discussion that they had to have. Um, you know, really honestly, like what should I do? So he he ends up lying and getting the job, and it's fantastic. <laughs> and then, um, but then, what is it that I forgot exactly what happened? But he ends up losing the job because they find out they find out in his medical record that he that he did spend some time in a hospital uh, hmm. when he had his his first um, serious manic episode. So they fire him, and then the next episode, which would be episode number twelve of season six, um, his boyfriend is telling him to like fight for your job. Go back in there and, 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 you know, fight for your job back. So he actually gives this really good speech where he says, you couldn't discriminate if I were physically ill. If I have a bad day, just tell me to go home. Like you're, you're just – you wouldn't discriminate me if, if I was in a wheelchair, if I had some sort of other, other physical illness. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I don't – I mean – that's something people definitely have to struggle with, deciding whether or not they're going to tell the complete truth on things. Um because they know they're going to lose jobs or yeah. housing or yeah yeah and and you know the 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 point about being discriminated against for for a mental illness versus a physical illness oh and that's totally true spot on and but i've never seen that happen on a show no yeah, i've never no. seen that play out no i'm sure it has but i like that they made that argument i mean people do treat um mental illness and and physical illness very differently. Yeah, um, yeah. My work has to make accommodations for me with my diabetes. If I my blood sugar drops or whatever, I have to be able to go and get some food. Um, but I don't. I don't know. There's. No, I don't think there's anything necessarily. I mean, I would hope for mental health there would be, but um, accommodations. Yeah. But I don't know if that's been something that's come been come across. So. Yeah. Yeah. So so shameless again just like amazing with the mental health talk. And another thing that's been really good is uh I just saw an episode from season 7, this is episode 4. And so the same character, the same character who um has bipolar disorder, he's gay and he's he lives like in a in a part of town where like no nobody else is gay. He's like the only gay kid around. And I mean, he's he's grown up now. So there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't know. So he meets in episode four. He meets a trans man for the first time. He is so confused <laughs> that it's hilarious. Like it is it is it is incredible to see how confused he is. 
And he goes through all of the awkward interactions that you would have if you're trying to, to explain it to somebody. And he asks all the stupid questions and... Man, it was they, the way they did it was so great. And then the friend, um, they become friends, and and the friend takes him to a lunch, and there the the character learns about you know everybody identifies, tells them what their sexual identity is and their pronouns, and he like he has no idea what is going on. Like he's he's he immediately says, "Can I ask some questions?" So he starts asking the questions. Like there's this whole scene where he's asking mm-hmm. questions of the different characters, and he's asking for what the acronyms mean. It was just fantastic. It was really really good. Because, again, I don't remember a show that didn't have a gay cast where they bothered to spend the time to get into something like that. I don't think I've seen a show ever discuss, like, pronouns and things like that, ever. I, and I don't watch too many shows on, say, Logo, which is an LGBT. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I might have seen maybe an episode of The Fosters, which is a um, used to be ABC Family, now Freeform show. Um, that deals with two lesbian uh, parents uh, and all these biological and adopted children that they have. Um, I think they might have mentioned something about pronouns there because they recently got a trans character on the show. Hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think I've ever seen a show mention like asking someone he, she, they, them, and Z, they even mentioned Z, Z yeah, even. yeah, yeah. So I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. There may be shows out there, but um, yeah. I'm definitely not in the mainstream. And Shameless is pretty mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely not enough, right? I remember, right. I remember when I was um, many years ago. I was here in New York, and I was doing my internship, and I, I went to. There's a place in here in New York City called the Rainbow Heights Club. And mm-hmm. it is it does um, LGBT advocacy and education. And every year they do these conferences for service providers, for social workers, for mental health professionals to teach them the basics because they, they don't teach you that in school. And I actually I had yeah. a trans teacher. I had uh, I had one gay teacher and one um, trans teacher, and they taught me so much. How many people were getting that education? You know, mm-hmm. like I went to to seminars where they where they went through every single question you could imagine. Right. Um, because cause it's so important for us to know we're in this field. And and I'm so thankful because I had trans clients afterwards and I was um, working with um, a lot of LGBT youth when I was when I was in New York City. And but still, I went to the Rainbow Heights Club to to see what they were doing and what they were doing was fantastic. And every day you would just see a whole bunch of people like, oh, like I hadn't, I didn't know any about, <laughs> about any of this stuff and I've been doing it all wrong. And even I was making mistakes. And even though like I had that education as part of my master's and, and that mentorship, it was still like, you just, and, and you're just like, you're just ignorant, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't, you think you're just asking a basic and you are just asking a question. You're like trying to to understand. And you're not trying to hurt them or anything. Exactly. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? But in in this field, you would hope that you would hope that people were not trying to. Yeah, yeah. Hurt like others. I've like I've seen just like ig- like the most ignorant stuff um, with very little concern about the the effect on the other person. But I've also seen and and mostly like people asking questions because they're curious and they're mm-hmm. and and then the person is either one probably annoyed but two you know a little offended because you're like come on you know mm-hmm. so it, it, I, w- I wish more mental health professionals would go out and seek that kind of training. Yeah. I mean in my education I think there was a an elective for like we did totally didn't have to take the class on human sexuality um, because the the majority of it was supposed to be um, weaved into the other classes. But even having a lot of professors um, who were in the LGBT community, I didn't get too much um, dealing with that side of things and. Um, it was interesting. And I mean, being in class and being, I mean, I present pretty uh, masculine and um, I don't know, I would be the one that everyone would look to like if there was a question about that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not 
I'm not the one to look to ask the professor. Yeah, that shouldn't like, it shouldn't fall on like the one person that you think might have the answer that's a, a classmate. You know, there there's I, I you know, it's it's great to to know that there was a class. Even even yeah. just like like a couple of workshops on queer culture, you know, and just like come on. Mm-hmm. Like, and and well, I and don't then, know in in multicultural classes, I don't know how much oh, they touch on that. It's probably horrible, just like the way they treat every other culture. <laughs> my my multicultural oh. classes, absolutely not. We did not talk about it at all. It's a cultural classes, garbage, garbage, <laughs> garbage. I tell you, but the fact that there are like things like this episode of Shameless that you can point to to be like, if you want to learn more, hey, this is a good example of things, and then maybe you'll be able to like talk to people about it like it's a good exam it's a good learning yeah um, oh and that and the trans guy um trevor he's not just like a, a like he didn't just pop up for a scene like now he's friends and in the following episode ian has feelings towards him now he's even more confused than he's ever been on the show <laughs> i believe it and yeah. that and that's totally relatable because yeah. i mean now more so now than ever trans issues are in the forefront and i keep seeing like trans characters on um, more so on Law and Order SVU in both positive and negative lights. Um, some ways they handle it better than others. Um, but I'm glad they're at least getting representation out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like even something like Orange is the New Black, who, yes, who has the Vern Cox. And the way, like they talk about her situation, but they never, like they've never had a scene like this scene in Shameless where. Literally, there were seven people around the table, each one introducing themselves with their with their pronoun. And then one character right. confused and asking for clarification. It's incredible. Well, because in, her, in Orange is the New Black, in their situation, no one's going to care. True. Or true. there might be some people that care, but the majority are going to treat her the way they treated her on that show, which was to kind of ostracize her after a certain point. Uh, speaking of... Representation, like I'm, I'm done with Shameless. Shameless is amazing. You're done with Shameless. Right, Shameless is amazing. Okay, like I said, I'm on season seven now. It's, it's on my list. It's on my list. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. Oh, actually, in the news, um, they just showed that the um, Emmy Rossum, who is like the main, the, the oldest daughter, and like front mm-hmm. and center on all of the posters and stuff, um, she just they just agreed to pay her as much as they pay, pay William H Macy, which they never have. And it's That's crazy. Right. She like demanded this the yeah. equal pay. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, she should get she should get paid as much as I do. Absolutely. And you know, like she had to negotiate like that for seven years she wasn't paid the same amount. And and I was thinking about it. She not only is she like definitely have as much or more screen time than William H. Macy does, she's she's great on the show. And they've had her be topless, like, for most of this, like, every couple episodes. She's she's topless or half naked or, or, or completely naked and screwing somebody. Like, that doesn't – you don't get paid extra for that? Right. I don't know. Uh, well, Robin Wright, when she demanded the same amount of pay that um, Kevin Spacey was getting on House of Cards, um, a lot of people looked negatively at her for that. And – you know, a lot of people watch the show for her and not for him. Yeah. Um, yeah and her yeah. character is pretty – I I find her character more compelling. I hate her. I don't yeah, like her. Yeah. <laughs> but I like watching her. <laughs> yeah. So um, good for these female a- actors. Yeah. Um, like I get – Demanding com- their fair share. Like I get coming in, right? It's like, well, he has like Academy Award or this nomination and then this and that and you don't. Okay. But like after like a couple seasons, like or or after even one season, like look at the work that was right. done. Um, th- that's an interesting um, win for Emmy Rossum on Shameless. Okay, now I'm done with Shameless. Now you're done. But on the issue of representation, I'll, I'll add this one back to the list from the beginning of things to maybe check out over Christmas, over holiday vacation, which is mm-hmm. um, there's a show on Netflix called Sense Eight. Are you? That's familiar another with it? one on my list. So. And and you can look it up. You can look up uh, like Google Sense Eight diversity or Sense Eight mm-hmm. representation. And I'm serious. I've I I don't know of any other content that is so diverse and has so many layers of representation. Right. Mm-hmm. So starting with the creators of the show, right, which are the Wachowskis, 
Right. You're talking about two trans siblings who who are making a show. Then one of the main characters is trans, and she like you see her character in um, like D- San this Francisco. This is the girl that's in San Francisco. Yep. They mention yep. the lesbian bar that I used to go to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That that was the one that closed. The last lesbian bar in the city in mm. San Francisco, and it closed down what, like a year and a half ago. Ugh. It was very sad. Yeah, but I'm glad that it got a nod in Sense Eight. Yeah, yeah. And so um, she's it's a- an important part of history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so she's a main character. You have characters who are, I believe, Japanese, Indian. Oh, I forgot what country. There's one guy who's from a country in Africa, and then. They said that one of the things that they wanted to do to really represent these different races correctly and are mm-hmm. accurately and faithfully is that they film them in the country that they're from. So That's expensive and awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> both. <laughs> and the whole show is about how all these people are connected, right? Right. There's um the one Hispanic guy, I think I don't know if he's I don't know what country he's from. I don't know if he's from Mexico or from Spain or from another country. I don't I don't know because I've only seen ever seen the first episode. So again, that's why I'm saying like check the series out because it is I love the first episode. I, I'm watching the first episode again the other day. I was like, damn it. Like what other show has, has such a diverse cast? And again, that that intentional like wanting to represent each culture, whichever culture, you know, faithfully. But in, in their, like, natural habitat, where they're from, do it um, with authentic, with authenticity. And then now for Christmas, they have a Christmas special. You know, a lot of uh, British shows, yeah, they have Christmas specials. <laughs> so so it's been – they've gone the whole year and not had a new episode. It's been over a year since the, there's a new episode of Sense8, but they're filming the second season. So the second season is coming later in 2017, but they, they did a Christmas special. <laughs> so I kind of want to watch – I want to go through Sense8 to get to the point where there's – you know, to, to get to the point where I watch – the Christmas special. But again, just like so much diversity and then everybody is connected. Like uh, they have like the psychic link and they're able to tap into each other's gifts. So maybe mm. if like you need to speak Spanish, if you and I were connected, like as one of the Sense8, you could you could tap into me and, and speak Spanish, right? So that's kind of what's going on in the show. And I don't know exactly why and I don't know the, the, the plot and the story, but it is... Oh, it's so hmm. cool. It's so cool. You got anything else, Josue? I do. One more thing. <gasps> okay. And so and so that that's it for content. And so I want to have a discussion. I don't mind if this episode goes long because it's our last one for, for a little bit. That's right. And greatest hits. Greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> it's the greatest episode ever. And so I do want to talk about the Wonder Woman United Nations ambassador controversy. Mm-hmm. Controversy 2016. Dun, dun, dun. So did you read up on it? Like, are you familiar with what's going on? I know what's been going on. Um, I've been kind of following it for a little bit. I signed the change.org petition to, uh, to have her reinstated. So it it was, it was interesting. Um, Yeah. But I said like read up on it. If, if people who are, who aren't familiar, um, there are, there's just arguments on both sides and it was incredible to Mm -hmm. read about it because you had just as many articles against it and in favor. And so what what happened is that the United Nations declared Wonder Woman an ambassador for for women's rights mm-hmm. and something else, right? It was empowerment. Empowerment. Women empowerment and gender and equality. And gender equality. That sounds like a horrible thing. I'm I uh, it's no wonder why so many people protested outside of the United Nations and signed mm-hmm. this petition to to, to undo have that. Woman, yeah. Could you believe that? Yeah. So uh like I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are. I want to I want to have a discussion about it cuz I had a discussion with someone recently and it was very interesting. I mean, I've read a lot about it and I've seen both arguments for each way. Like I I can see why some people would not want Wonder Woman, but the uh, the decision was made. So why are you protesting it? So why why are people I mean, I, I, you and I and I'm I'm assuming most people listening to this will will know why that's why it makes sense. But what yeah. reason do people have for So there are two her? main reasons uh for not the argument for not having Wonder Woman as um, 
the ambassador. Which, to be the clear, first, she was removed. It was it was it was removed and overturned less than two months. Yep. After um, that, they had this huge press conference, and she was supposed to lead a, a year long charge into women's equality and, and with Gal Gadot and um, and Linda Carter. Linda Carter were there. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So the two main arguments. Um, one is that she is a scantily clad white woman um, wearing um, a bustier, a, bu- a bustier, and a um, and 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 American regalia like the the eagle and the stripes and the stars. Even though she doesn't really have stripes, and and in one article I showed was having um, Gal Gadot's um, arguments against having her removed. And it showed a picture of her uh, as the new Wonder Woman underneath. And she doesn't really look like the old Wonder Woman and and scantily clad. She doesn't. um, I know. She looks like she's wearing – she looks more like Xena, right? Like she's wearing um, armor from an an old-timey armor. Yeah, old-timey armor. And so the argument is that why should someone who is so scantily clad and also a white woman – represent um all women um and i think i think the argument there um i've thought about this for a while and i could understand why people are upset about her being scantily clad but the fact that she is she's not white necessarily she does look white but you can interpret a lot of people white but her heritage is from Themyscira, which isn't even necessarily Greek if you read the comics, yep. but it's from the area around Greece and Greece mytho- Greek mythology. Um, so being from Themyscira, she's not from a real place. And so she can represent all countries without, it's kind of like how in the U.S., Washington, D.C. is not um, a state, right? So that's where the capital is. And so that way, D.C., is where the capital is, and none of the states are above any other. Um, and I think there's an argument for being able to have Wonder Woman be um, this kind of representation of all women, because she's made up of several different cultures, um, her own and, and the Greek history. Um, and she goes to America, and I think in other comics she travels other places, Um and, you know, and, depending on which origin story, the only reason why she has – again, her origin story has been told many, many times. But right. there are some, I've read so many. <laughs> right. So so, so fact check me here, right? So some versions, the, the costume that she has is like this special ceremonial armor kind of thing, right? Like the mm-hmm. champion of the competition gets to wear this. Um, yeah. Some have it as being like the – like queen's garb right which she steals like before she leaves one is Mm -hmm. that the stars and stripes and that stuff is um a gesture of goodwill towards the united states which is where she's going with steve trevor yes so like none of these things like they're all it's not like she was going to a beauty pageant it's not her bathing suit like the the reasoning um for them is like there's always a, a generally positive reason right and even mm-hmm. the the stars and like the the blue with the white stars it was like it's it's a diplomatic gesture she's not from there <laughs> she's right, not from the united right. states never has been yeah and in the comics she was an ambassador yeah from <laughs> Themyscira. yeah 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 yes um so yeah i and then there's the other argument that making a fictional character a UN ambassador um, snubs real live women who are making great strides in empowering women in the real world. And in some ways, I do see that argument. Um, there are some women um, who are doing amazing things and can be good voices. Um, on the other hand, there are there is precedent for... I think Winnie the Pooh was a UN ambassador once. So was I the Angry Bird, the Red Angry right. Bird. <laughs> Which and the Red Angry Bird, the, the Angry Birds movie was not what I thought it was going to be, and it is not a good message. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I you should protest that one. 
Okay. <laughs> Where's the petition? There isn't one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, so, so I, again, I, like, I got into a discussion with someone recently and I, like, there's one part of it that I, I, I can only argue so much for. And it's on mm-hmm. that idea of like, well, there's other people who could, who could, like real people who could represent, um, who could be a good ambassador, right? And, and right. could be a representative. But like, how many people have the... The reach? Yeah, right? It's <laughs> so, like you're talking about a character who has 70 years of history. And has two strong women that are live action representations of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have Linda Carter and Gal Gadot, who is an Israeli woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if she did, but I believe women have to serve in the military in Israel. They do. Um, and I think, oh, yeah. she, I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she did or not, but she probably did. It's probably and, something. Worth- and I'm sure, and I've heard her speak and she's very well spoken on, um, women's rights and empowering women and um i don't know just having with you when you get wonder woman you get a fictional character with all this recognition and and um uh, reach to other people but also two strong women who can be her physical representation and speak at different places true, um, true. yeah i hadn't thought of, of that part of it um but it's like Wonder Woman is here, like where, like Linda Carter is right there, and and mm-hmm. Gal Gadot is right here, and mm-hmm. uh, it's and even then you could get have her writers, the writers for Wonder Woman speak, or I could see I could see like Gail Simone doing something, or so look, comic book characters are very popular. Comic books are not very popular, right? That right. is something that's like a fact. That is true. They don't. That industry doesn't make a lot of money. It's very influential. So the fact that the uh, Wonder Woman movie was coming out next year is huge. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a potential opportunity for for getting the message out, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to get tons of people watching this movie because people not only love the character, but because it's it's associated with these other characters that are beloved and, and very popular. And, and also, like, it's great that um, Wonder Woman doesn't stand below Superman and Batman. Like, it's like she's, no, she's shoulder to shoulder. Yep. Yeah. And, like, that's huge. So, so like, I think, right, what other character, period, what female character ever is as recognizable or has the reach that Wonder Woman has, especially right now? She is absolutely the first superhero the female superhero with her own movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's she's it's it's funny that Captain Marvel is getting one, a character that is absolutely nowhere near as popular. Um, no, it would have been great if she would have been like if it would have come sooner, right? Yeah, yeah, I would have loved a Black Widow movie. She's got plenty of screen time. Yeah, well, I mean, like I would, I would. Black Widow is not necessarily a like heroic positive force necessary like she is this no, assassin no. she just have she's like a, this. she's she's an assassin for good yeah and she's not necessarily a mercenary or like a uh like a spy assassin for but i guess if you're she on the other now. side it could be bad yeah well i mean she, she is now. now yeah yeah she's also like you know i don't know like i'm sure there's some stereotypes and stuff but like i wouldn't have her as the ambassador necessary i would have protest oh, no. but like but yeah like your point about having her having a movie right but nobody's had a movie so it's almost kind of it's almost great that the wonder woman is the first one and it, there was so much hype and recognition for wonder woman with the movie next year and this year is her 75th anniversary oh yeah um, oh yeah a lot of stuff a lot of stuff lining up right so so my argument is that there is no female character i can't think of any i don't know of any that is like who like more recognizable than her Virgin Mary? Mm-hmm. Number one, Wonder Woman. Number two. That's my argument. But yeah, and the the person I was discussing this with does make a point. I don't, I don't know how recognized uh, she is in every country and in every culture. Right. Right. I'm just as- assuming, but I can tell you that next year, <laughs> right mm-hmm. when Wonder Woman is shown in um, every populous country, right and is huge and is all over the place, it's going to mm-hmm. be incredible. Um, and way more people are going to know her and, and, and realize that she has this huge history. And, you know, it's like, it, to me, it was kind of sad because, like, 
my my niece loves Wonder Woman, right? Like she's dressed up as Wonder Woman. Before her Star Wars phase, it was a Wonder Woman phase, and she goes Your back and forth. Your niece is the coolest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so far, she's doing good. At five years old, she's she's doing great. Um, and because that character, like she sees this female character that's just so strong and so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what's exciting about seeing Supergirl on TV now, right? But Supergirl doesn't have the 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 history, right? Doesn't have no. There's a recognition that oh she's like Superman, but it's not it's not the same, you know. And even like generations ago, right? We did have that Linda Carter show, so mm-hmm. so many people. The character means so much to so many people. So it just it seemed it really it also bothered me that the the petition to get her um, taken out of uh, of the, not not being the ambassador only had forty five thousand signatures. Since when is forty five thousand signatures like enough to? to do something at a global scale. That's like the population of some small town near me right now. <laughs> that's it. Right? Like, it, that's not a lot. And, that's And there are like, what, 8 billion people on this planet? Just about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that bothered me too. If you tell me, like, there was a million women marching on New York City and mm-hmm. a million signatures and I'll be like whoa okay well, I I get I get what's going on but even even that negative publicity was probably positive for for what they were trying to do and right. it's like oh people are oh why, why are there protests i don't know and just like i've read wonder woman is the the dc comics character probably comics but character period that i've read the most over the last I don't know. It's probably Batman and then Wonder Woman in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like just her stories have been great. Um, and and I will say the 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 physical aspect, right? The costume, the the fact that she's um, wearing revealing clothing. That was something that was not it was it always seemed weird to me why Superman had his underwear outside of his suit. And <laughs> yeah. And why. um why Wonder Woman doesn't even have a skirt on, right? Like it was like, like, um, like a bathing suit that she's wearing. That was always weird. So when the New Fifty Two happened, I was so excited. When I don't know if you remember this, so right before the New Fifty Two is when they had the Wonder Woman um, kind of uh, reset, where she had the the jacket with the pants. Do you remember this? I read that because you told me that it was awesome, and I read it. And it was awesome. It was awesome, right? So when they did that, there was like a part of me that was like, "Whoa!" Like it, it, it always. I always thought it was stupid that she was like running around in a in in a bathing suit, and not always, right? Like it, it depend, mm-hmm. but like the default. So then they did this, and they made her look, um, kind of like the bat, the new Batgirl costume, right? Which looks like a mm-hmm. like like something that somebody could cook up at their home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, looks more realistic. So she's like, again, Wonder Woman was had this jacket. She had like the the bustier, but it was it was just part of her ensemble. And she had pants on and like shoes. And she, she looked like a normal person, but she still looked like Wonder Woman and looked powerful. And I really liked that story, kind of like how it traced her history. So then when the New 52 was announced and the – and the first uh, Jim Lee art was was uh, displayed. Wonder Woman had pants. She had black pants, right, as part of her her costume. Then the same exact art was repainted where her pants were just her. Where she her, had no pants. She had no pants, right? And then I was like, wait a minute. So that, that was so weird. And then it took a while for them to start having like that Greek armor look. So mm-hmm. now most of the time I believe she looks like she will in the movie where she has yeah. again, it's still a skirt. I don't understand the thing with a skirt. Like every No, okay. So she is like she's not human. Like she's a she's like She doesn't have to God. worry about getting shot. <laughs> exactly. Like she's not gonna get scraped up. She's fine. Like Superman and even even Superman has armor. Like his suit mm-hmm. is actually in the new fifty two it's it's represented as armor. And depending on, you know, the story, it's like it's made of a cloth that's like from Krypton and whatever. But but you know, like Batman is wearing full on armor because he needs it. Most of these people need armor. And I get she doesn't need it. But it's always been again. Only when you think about it as being like it's it's also a cultural thing for them, right? It's like that's their that's their uniform, that's their armor. It's fine, but it's not. It's not. She doesn't look 
Like she looks like a badass is what I'm getting at. She doesn't yeah. look like a like a like a like a swimsuit model necessarily. Or a you know? or a Playboy bunny or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. And well, she's kicking and- ass and she's helping people. Like there's never I'm sure at some point in the last seventy years there's a an issue where she's like on a catwalk for some reason. <laughs> right. Right. I'm but, sure. Yeah, but that doesn't that hasn't happened lately. It's not gonna happen. She's such a great well, character. Like, this bothers me. You see me. her in a lot of different things. Um, I was reading, and I really don't know what issue it is because it's the Sensation Comics, um, which was digital first, um, and they put them together in trade volumes. But I do know it's in um, Sensation Comics Volume 1. Um, and these are, like, one-shot little stories that different creators make. Um, and one... She the story takes place in space, but she had just come up from um, to a spaceship from somewhere in the Middle East, and they had her in her usual like yellow, blue, and red and white, but she was wearing a head covering and full body armor. Um, mm, yeah, to, because she was respectful of that culture and went there in their in their garb, oh, just so like. Good. Yeah. She came to the U.S. wearing not necessarily our garb, but something that represented the colors of our flag. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting little play. And there are other stories where she's wearing T-shirt and, and pants. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like, yeah, that, uh, that is her superhero uniform, right? She does dress like a normal person. Yeah. Um, when she's living a, a, her normal life. Yeah, and, and in the comics, so she's in Justice League. She was in Superman, Wonder Woman. She's in Trinity now. Yes. She has her own comic, which is running. Is it is it going bi-weekly still? Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the origin and story. Pretty and pretty soon, the, the, the first trade paperback, uh, so the collected volume of uh, The Lies, which is the um, the current story, is coming out soon, and then a little while later, they're going to put out um, year one. Oh, they're going to separate them. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that yeah. makes way more sense. That's the way it should yeah. be done. Okay. Yeah. No, I hear. I hear year one is very good. Year one is so good. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm loving seeing uh, a modern take on um, her interactions with Steve Trevor and figuring out how to find her way in American culture. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the last thing I'll say about this is that I, I feel maybe I'm not um, as informed as I could be on, and and I'm definitely not a aware of like how every culture could possibly react, but I right. I can't imagine that the potential good because of that reach, because of that recognition, because of how just such a already uh, she resonates so much with so many people. And she represents so many great things. I can't believe that the potential good that we just lost, right, from using mm-hmm. that fi- particular fictional character, like how they can justify that. I don't. I don't know. Like I. I don't. I don't know. But I'm. I'm curious about it. And I kind of. I'm really sad because I think that more than any other character, if we're going to talk about human rights, I mean equal rights and and woman empowerment. Um, again, who who. Who? Who? I mean, she comes to our world and she's so confused about why women are treated the way they are. Yeah. Um, and that's in a in a first world country, like in a in a modernized country. Not, I I don't I don't understand. Plus, when the movie comes out and they show her in the forties, like that's going to be like the commentary. Not there even is the forties. She's there in World War One. Oh, okay. So we're talking. You know, she's she's shedding light, and we can see that in the trailer already. She's shedding light on how far women have come, right, mm-hmm. from then. Uh, although we do have secretaries still. Where she comes from, that's called slavery. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, best line in the trailer. I love Etta Candy. <laughs> I hope they don't pull a Rogue One and just none of that is in the movie. I'm still they bitter. Better not. I'm still a little bitter. They, be- okay. they better not. <laughs> Such a good scene. All right. So that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Um, so what I'm going to do is there are one to two interviews, should be two interviews, that I've done over the ca- past couple of months that I will um, post as episodes over the next two weeks. So you and I 
get a break. Can go on our holiday vacations. Yep, yep. So you know, I'll take a break and. Um, yeah, I'm excited about putting putting those two out. Those are a lot of fun. And then we'll be back next year. Hopefully Woo. hopefully better than ever. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. You're you're, you're kind of <laughs> I'm you're, not you're looking not forward sure. to the beginning of next year. So we'll see. Listen, we need geek therapy now more than ever. <laughs> geek therapy Oof. is the way. All right, have a great holiday, everybody. Whatever holiday. All the holidays. All of them. All of them. Yeah, every I single one. I want all the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For everybody, you too, Lara. And I will, I will, we'll, we'll be back next year. Mm-hmm.